0: You're listening to Microspy, a podcast that takes a closer look at the lives and work of musicians and creatives I admire. My name is Eric Randsberger. In this episode, I speak with Seb Alvarez, the vocalist and mastermind behind the bands Meth and Virgin Mother. Seb and I discuss the inner workings of how he fuels expression through metaphor and his fascination with the psychology of cult leaders. We also discuss his take on verbal communication versus performative expression. Seb also talks about his reluctance to vulnerability and how that might be changing. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Seb Alvarez of the band's Meth and Virgin Mother.
1: Seb Alvarez, I'm the vocalist in the band Math, the, the person behind the project Virgin Mother as well, and I'm based in Chicago, Illinois.
0: I kind of wanted to just start with you as an individual, and you as a musician, you as an artist. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you, Seb, where and when was your first touch point with music?
1: I would, honestly, it was... Probably, I was like 14, I think, like when it comes to like bands and stuff, I started like my first band, like in eighth grade, just a big, dumb, heavy, heavy, low, low ripoff band. (laughs) Um, But uh, that was probably like my first actual point of wanting to make music and actually like kind of putting forth an effort to do it. I'd always kind of had a drive to perform and, um, do something musically. Like there's always like an interest there. And my mom growing up was very, uh, just always had music playing around the house. Like just always like nineties alt rock or like got really into new metal and, uh, like post hardcore stuff through my older brother. And then, uh, like I used to do these like concerts, I guess, quote unquote, When I was like really young, like seven or eight for my mom and I would just sing into a broom and (laughs) sing into a bunch of like do like shows or whatever. Then I never really thought too much of it. Like as a kid, as I was getting older and got like way more invested into the MySpace grindcore post hardcore stuff, I really, really wanted to start making music and uh, yeah, I, I think. I was like 14 when we started that band. And-
0: but so you say at an early age, you already had an inclination to perform. Where where do you think that came from? Because I know you're saying that your mom was always playing music. That seemed to be pretty formative, you know, in terms of your own mm-hmm. um, understanding of what music was and how it made you feel. Where, where do you think that drive came from? Or, or where do you think you got that at such a young age to just pick up a broom and start performing for your mom. (laughs)
1: Um, I think a lot of it came from um, just because when my mom would put music on and stuff, it was always just like music videos and we would always just like me and my uh, older siblings would just kind of be glued to uh, the TV and just watch all these like music videos growing up. And um, like, I, I don't know. It was just, those were always like the coolest things just watching like i i still remember like old like smashing pumpkins videos and like fuel era metallica which isn't like a great era of metallica Mm -hmm. but it's like i remember those videos and just being like this is so cool to like see these people do this and um i don't know i always had like a walkman in and i was always like dubbing whatever the hell was playing on the radio I would always just like try to like dub what I could like to a cassette and I would just listen to tapes and stuff all the time
0: what were some of the bands or artists that you gravitated towards like when you heard it on the radio or or even when you were watching like you said Smashing Pumpkins was one of them was in and like Metallica (laughs) Uh, were were there any others that kind of really stood out to you or, or resonated with you on a visceral level where you're like fuck this is different
1: my older brother like showed me so much stuff and i think like when he started hitting his like new metal phase and kind of showed me like old slipknot and like corn stuff and i was just always like this is like so cool it's so heavy and like i don't even think i knew the term heavy back then but i was just like this is just this is crazy music like oh my gosh (laughs) and um (laughs) like as his taste kind of developed too, like i started branching off into like more stuff as I got a little bit older and like he took me to like a warp tour when I was in going into like sixth grade and I saw like Poison the Well and Vendetta Red and seeing bands like that like where they're just like screaming and like I'd never seen like a band that screamed live or anything like that before and um, that kind of I feel was like the tip of the iceberg for me for like all the shit that i Kind of do now where it's just like I haven't really looked back on like uh, I, I've been in that pocket of music I feel like since I went to that Warp tour and I was like 12 I think and it was just mm. a very like formative very, experience yeah. um, and then yeah just kind of crawling down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of like all the weird just like hardcore sub genres and just like different forms of metal and then branching off and as I uh, went through high school and stuff too it was just like what can I get into that's weirder or noisier and (laughs) like just going from there.
0: You answered my first half of the question in terms of what what was that entry point to your exposure to sort of like typical or not typical but traditional hardcore Mm -hmm. um, heavier music with screaming and I guess I guess ironically enough <laughs> Discovering it at warp tour But then you being inclined to go deeper. So you saw poison the well, mm-hmm. but then you're like, okay This is fucking rad, but what's what else is out there? What else is exists? What what else can I discover? And I was gonna ask you in the second part of the question and you kind of said that you went down this rabbit hole What did that journey look like for you in terms of how you discovered? more music that was even more underground than the bands that were playing Warp Tour. How did you kind of dig deeper? And, um, yeah, what did, what did that journey look like for you?
1: Um, back then, I mean, it was always, um, like, I, I guess, like, pre that Warp Tour, it, I'd usually just find record labels I liked a lot of the time and then just kind of, like, go through their entire catalog of bands because it was, like, you didn't really have, like... Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't like the same tools you would get like now, where it's like you have Spotify recommendations or like you can go on like you have all these like different um, tools at your disposal now that will show you like similar artists and stuff. And like back then, it was like I'd go on like record label sites or like I used to get like a CD Now catalog and just go through that and pick out CDs that like I thought had really cool looking album covers and order a handful like a like maybe like three or four CDs from there and just like check out whatever would come in. And then um, I, I feel like the tipping point for a lot of that too was uh, like MySpace and stuff as well. And then that introduced me to a lot of like local or regional bands and stuff that like, I probably would never would have found out about. And um, just kind of like going through their like top eight or just other bands that they were playing with. And it was like, that was just like a whole new world for finding stuff and then yeah just finding bands through there or like i don't know accidentally like downloading like a song on limewire that you thought was one song and another and it ends up being another song and it's like i don't know what the fuck this is but this is cool and this is definitely not like mambo <laughs> number five or like whatever like <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know but um just like a lot of those happy well, accidents i guess
0: that seems to be the common way of, of just having Happy accidents of discovery, right? Mm-hmm. You you mentioned local local bands. Um, so you grew up in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, like uh, an hour out in the burbs. But yeah,
0: and so with with your kind of initial discovery of music through family, through your your older brother, and then kind of taking that on your on your own accord, and and, and just discovering even more, and kind of finding your own way through it. When you kind of noticed that there was stuff going on in the Chicago area, just in terms of like local bands, mm-hmm. was was that kind of your first exposure to live music? Was it your first exposure to like punk rock? Was it hardcore? Was it something else? Like, what kind of paint the scene for us in Chicago or, or wherever you went to shows when you were younger?
1: So, like, I, I when I first started going to local shows and everything it was um I I was probably like 13 or something it was a lot of um I mean there's just a lot of metalcore stuff happening during that time and I like couldn't really get anywhere without like a ride or like my brother or something but like the first local show I went to was a bunch of uh, his friends and they were just doing like covers of like fear before the march of flames and coheed and blood brothers and stuff and that was like my introduction <laughs> into those bands because i had never even heard at, of any of those and i remember like going home after that show and like asking them what bands those were and listening to whatever the hell they had from like i think crimes was out at that time and like uh, i think like art damage and just like those records and those were just like holy shit <laughs> like this is this is <laughs> a whole different territory and then um it was like shortly after that i think i started forming like my first band and um back then too it was just like we didn't have anywhere to play like i didn't know the first thing about like booking a show or anything really and my buddy his mom was like a teacher's aide at the school and she was like, Oh, you guys have a band? Like, uh, we could have a show in our garage or something. And we are like, okay, <laughs> like that sounds awesome. <laughs> and, um, so I, it, it's funny cause it's like I've been booking shows since literally that first show I booked. Um, like, and it's been the exact same process of just hitting up bands and just like, Hey, like, you might not know me or, like, whatever, like, but I'd love to, like, play a show with you or something. And I remember, like, coordinating this bill. And it was this band, like, it was, like, these two, like, bigger, like, local bands, or I guess, like, for us. And they were just kind of, like, a Devil war's Prada warship band. So it was just, like, stuff like that. <laughs> and then – um the headliner was this band like ashes of a loon and they ended up turning into that band born of osiris and oh, yeah they were like a few years older than us and i and like that was the first show i'd ever played and i just remember their guitarist coming out and he was just playing in like just like a pair of like uh women's underwear and just like going nuts and <laughs> like and they were just like throwing their instruments all over the place and i was like this is fucking nart! like what like this exists and like from then on it was just like what other bands does this band play with and how can i like find other bands like that and then it was like branching off and finding like all these other local bands that kind of would turn into like like there was like a wave in like the late 2000s where it was like a lot of the bands that were coming up in our scene just ended up getting like picked off by like Sumerian and like Rise Records and stuff. So it was a lot of like like the color morale and like Maya and like Porn of Osiris and stuff like that. That was kind of like the big stuff going on. At least like in the burbs.
0: Yeah, there there's a lot of dot connecting. I, I, I can almost hear hear you walking through it and sort of it's almost going from lily pad to lily pad, you know? Yeah. Where like you just you're 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 jumping from one place to another and, and and it's almost like a treasure hunt, right?
1: Yeah, it's just, it's it's fascinating, just kind of, like, you know, like, you go to, you see these locals, and, like, you kind of, like, come up with them, or you play some shows with these bands, and you kind of know them, and then, like, you kind of get to watch the trajectory of, like, their career, that band just, like, kind of, like, one band takes off for a second, or another band takes off, or, like, this band turns into another band, and then it just, like all it all kind of snowballs and like it's it's always just been interesting to me and like re-bumping into people after being involved in this forever too or it's like oh we used to play shows together like 10 years ago like and I haven't seen you like since <laughs> and this is this is so cool and it's just it's a community of just like I don't know the people that stick with it it's like I mean we're all like I, I mean what am, I'm like 31 now so it's just like all, like anyone I feel like once you get past thirty, like the people who still do it, it's like we're we're lifers at this point. Like it's, hundred <laughs> percent, oh, you know. So,
0: especially for me, being a little bit older than you, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a funny thing to still be involved in this and to to realize over time just like how how important it remains in your life. Just being involved in punk rock or hardcore or just music in general, creativity. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, you know. How would you describe your relationship with music and creation um and and just sort of the overall I wouldn't say I don't I don't know about philosophy of like punk music but cuz I, I feel like that's that's for you to define and how you sort of relate to it but yeah like how, how would you describe your relationship with it all now and um I'm prefacing my my inquiry about meth and sort of where you are now with with you told me that you're working on a new LP mm-hmm. and um, I'm so curious to know like how this new music that you're you're working on is differing from what you've done in the past you know compared to the first LP mother of red light and just kind of like where like where you're at with the whole thing just in, 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 with creativity in general with with your music with your projects I mean I know that you're also doing virgin mother mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome by the way I, I, I had to listen to the record this week and um yeah, so let's 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 get into that. I know I just gave you a bunch of questions oh, yeah. at once, but <laughs> you're
1: good. <laughs> um, no, uh, I feel like it's a it's. I have a common relationship, I guess, with my creativity that a lot of I feel like a lot of people like that write and make a lot of stuff. Kind of go through the same like love hate. Um, like I don't know. I always think of it just like in these little pockets where it's like I go through these phases of like I'm in one right now where it's just like every day I'm like picking up my guitar and like I always have, I have like all these like weird ideas that just pop in my head and it's like, I just need to like transfer them over or like just try to, even if it's not like the right chords or it's not whatever, I just need to get like the pattern or something down. And then I just kind of make a video of myself playing it. And then I might have like a four or five week period of like, I'm just churning out like a ton of song ideas and like I, kind of like when I have an idea I like I guess it just kind of sticks in my head and it's it's always just kind of playing in the background of like whatever I'm doing and it's like I feel like I'm constantly like picking at all these like little ideas that I have and just trying to figure out ways to like adjust to them and I'll get to a point of (laughs) just doing that over and over and over and then I'll get sick of thinking about that song and then I might just put everything down, and I, I might not touch anything for months, like a couple months even. I don't want to pick up guitar; like I'm not feeling any sort of urge or anything to come up. Um, but I don't know. I try not to force it too much either. Like if I'm a, if I get an idea and I feel like it's promising, it's like I try to just like burn it into my head so I can go and um, put it somewhere. But I also never want to try to make myself feel like I'm on some sort of timeline or anything either and feel like I have to rush through something or like I have a riff or something that I'm not vibing with too hard, but it's like, oh, well, we have to like finish these, this EP or these demos or like whatever. And I'm just going to throw it on there because it's, I just feel like as soon as you kind of like place something in a demo, it's really hard to kind of remove it. Because if you listen to it a bunch, it just kind of, like, starts to stay in your head. And then it's like, well, what what should I sub this out with? And um, it's just a lot of back and forth. And it's a lot of uh, hypercritical, um, just, like, tinkering.
0: Would you say it's almost like a, a dialogue with yourself?
1: Oh, 100%. It's just, <laughs> it's always just, like, taking these, like, riff ideas or just, how can I, like, fuck these songs up? Like, more and it's like if i'm playing something and it just kind of feels like it's a little flavorless or something it's like what can i do to kind of just pop something out or just make this sound not great or just like i don't know it's a lot of deconstruction and like self-sabotage almost but it's like very deliberate i guess where it's like i don't want to write i i like I like writing pretty music, but it has to clash and there has to be, or not necessarily has to be, but there's just this factor of like dissonance and ugliness that I've always been very drawn to in music and making that style, like type of music and kind of putting that through and kind of making, just trying to make something equally as ugly as it can be pretty, I guess, just... Because, I don't know, it's just the contrast of those two styles and it just reflects a lot of, uh, I feel like, what goes on in my life and my head, too. So, like, I don't know.
0: I would say that you and 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 the band meth have successfully kind of created that world of both um dissonance destruction chaos and and an element of beauty you know because sonically it paints this picture of a of a very uh specific world you know it's it's not it's not a typical hardcore band either it it, it could be deemed as experimental, it could be deemed as metal, it could be deemed as, you know, whatever genre people want to whatever genres people want to kind of attribute it to. Mm-hmm. Um but I almost see meth as its own thing. It's almost it's almost a, a a band that I almost don't want to describe or try to describe. And I think it's it's a it's a cool privilege to have you kind of dis- describe the sort of the inner workings and, and the dialogue that you're having with yourself upon creation and, and how you're navigating those ideas and also having that awareness of not trying to force anything you it kind of just flows through you and I I, I can I can relate to what you're saying when it comes to just things kind of always being in the back of your mind or mm-hmm. you're you're hearing something or you're you're you have a, uh, an, an idea that you just have to kind of get out, but it comes when it comes. And if it's not there, then, you know, don't try to force it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that comes through the music um, that you've done so far. I mean, I think, I think there is something that you can't really put your finger on when it comes to the, the songs that you've recorded as meth. And so when you, when you talk a, lo- a little bit about that being reflective of just life, and like what what you're feeling and all that like can you can you expand a little bit more on meth as as a as a world you know as a sonic world as a as a part of identity if it's even if you can even call it a part of your identity and 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 the other band members as well like like what what is meth what is the band to you what is the band as as a unit and as an expression what is it
1: um that's a good hard question <laughs> um it uh i guess like thematically like when we did i love you and mother like um mm-hmm. it was a narrative driven story um that i had like written out just i had always had like a really deep love for concept albums and like one of the first records that really um kind of spoke to me um when i was growing up uh, was Trainwreck by Boys Night Out and that record was um, just it's a concept album about um, a guy accidentally killing his wife in his sleep and him just going through this whole process of trying to write a song to forgive to try to like have like find forgiveness from like her family and like all this and it just goes completely awry and he ends up like murdering her family and himself and it just It's something about that, like, and hearing that when I was, like, 15, like, (laughs) it just, like, really always (laughs) sank into me, and I was just, like, there's just something, like, so fucked up and beautiful about that record, and when we first started uh, putting together, like, the pieces for meth and everything, um, and taking it out and actually forming it into a band, it was, like, I always wanted to do a concept, and I wrote, it was mostly from the perspective of like half dialogues mostly internal it's like uh, the main character has a god complex more or less and uh, god's living inside of him and he's been abducted by this cult who sees this god inside of him and is trying to like manifest and worship this and there it takes all these like I'm dumbing it down a lot just because I could ramble on about it for a really long time. <laughs> but um it's just nice. more or less like I guess just to get back on track is like I was really trying to manifest um, some of my internal feelings and just battles I've had. Like there's a lot of um I think and what I've noticed too and I feel like I've leaned into it more, um especially in like the Virgin Mother stuff is like there's this weird dichotomy of, like, good and evil, kind of, uh, for layman's terms, in a way, where it's just, like, it's, like, conscious, like, your internal, like, like, the stuff that you know you need to do, and, like, the stuff that you know you need to do as a good per, like, to be a quote-unquote, like, good person, or, like, the, you know, just, like, how can I make other people's lives better and everything, but then you have, like, the other part of you that is just, like, the selfish part of you or, like, the part of you that is completely self-serving or that is just, like, I don't want to, like, help anyone ever or, like... And just kind of, like, battling with just, like, a lot of internal dialogue and, like, the feeling of um, just kind of, like... it's There's a lot of feelings of, like, suppression and feelings of just not being able to say everything you want to say. And in that album... The god character, I guess, was more or less like the voice, the unfiltered voice of just like brutal, pure honesty. And it was just like purity, like the pureness of yourself versus the part that you dial back, but you knowingly dial back to, you know, just be like civil. And like, I mean, it's one thing to be honest, like with, you want to be honest with people all the time, but like to give like a full blown, like, just like unfiltered opinion about stuff. Like I have a lot of reservations with um, just how I, how much I open up to people and stuff too. And um, just a lot of that was um, just like metaphorical for a lot of my internal struggles and debates about just like opening up and actually like talking through like feelings. And I was going to a therapy during that time pretty heavily and. Just kind of dealing with some, like, just a lot of, like, deep-rooted personal issues. And I've never been good about actually writing those things out.
0: Do you say that meth is kind of the the, the platform for this expression of communication? It, it it allows you to kind of exhaust these feelings and these and I don't want to say impulses, but the whatever you have kind of inside that you want to exhaust or that mm-hmm. you want to get out, you you've created this opportunity for yourself to create it through music which is a it's a a positive it's almost like taking negatives and turning them into positives
1: yeah i think i mean having that outlet um especially like through meth and then virgin mother too it's like they kind of work in tandem where it's like meth i really like to channel just topics that are not really i mean especially through like hardcore music and like the like metalcore music or just like with a lot of the bands that like we kind of get lumped in with and everything. It's like, like there's a lot of topics that don't get tackled. And I feel like there's a fear of those topics. Like it's like with methods, it's, it's it's a very like bleak nihilistic output um, within all that music, like throughout mother of red light, one of the main themes um, and it kind of comes to a head in the song inbred is this um, relationship of, it pulls from, like, the old Oedipus complex and stuff, but it's, like, a lot more literal mm-hmm. in that, where it's just, like, the main character uh, that gets kidnapped by this cult, like, the leader of the cult, they end up, he ends up getting initiated into as, as god of this cult, and they're, like, worshipping him, and, like, the main, like, woman who has, like, taken him and, like, brought him, like, forward as, like, the savior of this, like, people, um, they end up, like, consummating like the whole like God religion and like her taking him in. And he ends up finding out, I think it's like a song or two later, like he ends up finding out that it's like his birth mother and it just like ends up spiraling. And that's kind of like the catalyst point for the human, the human side of him to take over and suppress, like, and finally actually like suppress and take out the God that's like kind of possessing and taking him over and then he ends up kind of uh just setting fire to everything and like burning it all to the ground but it's just like i've always kind of connected with those like really weird taboo topics because it's like things like that do exist and it's like i've never had like any personal issues or any like sort of like abuse or anything like that like with my family or anything or whatever But, like, I've always really been drawn to a lot of um, just, like, movies and just, like, fucked up literature and just stuff like that. And it's just, like, there's something about the weight of that darkness and having, like, those themes and having, like, those weird suppressed just hyper, like, whatever thoughts about just, like, anything, really. And it's, like... Like, kind of, like, walking that line and just being able to, like, tell these, like, really, like, just these stories that aren't just, I'm not trying to just write something for the sake of something being, like, taboo or gross or whatever. But it was, like, for this, for something to capture the severity and the weight of, like, someone feeling like they're god and having this culture of, like, nurture of, like, these people, like, feeding into him that he is God and, like, kind of having, like, what would bring someone down from that and, like, what's something that could be a catalyst to kind of spark out, um, like, the the human side of that. Like, what's something that's so, like, awful on paper? And I don't know. It's like I approach it kind of just as if I was just, like, writing a story or a script and it's like, how am I getting from point A to point B and, like, what's, like, I don't know. But...
0: Would you say that these themes? You you said that meth and Virgin Mother kind of work in tandem together. Mm-hmm. Are are these themes in both Meth and Virgin Mother's songs, or are they two different stories happening?
1: Thematically, like it, it they're both kind of there. Where it's like Virgin Mother, I wrote a lot more like purposefully about just myself, whereas like with Meth, I try to write. A lot more in story um or like metaphorically about mm-hmm. like just i don't know maybe there's some weird like something's happening like in my day-to-day life or something and i'm like not handling life well at that time or something it's like if i were to write that in for meth it would definitely be a lot more like how am i going to write this out in a matter of like I guess it's like fiction versus nonfiction, but they all kind of still carry like, meta- like metaphorically, kind of all stem from like, just like internal things that I might be going through or like whatever. <laughs> like I don't know. It's 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 yeah. hard to explain. Um, but it's an
0: it's an interesting explanation because f- from what I'm hearing, it sounds like you're using metaphor as a way to almost channel real life feelings. And real like in like, and, and, and thoughts and um, sort of perspectives from a personal point of view but you're using metaphor as a way to kind of articulate your internal dialogue
1: I think that's a that's a good way to put that <laughs> actually it's hard um, it, it's funny I feel just like if I write things out, um, I'm able to articulate things so much better than I am um, just like talking. Like even right now, it's like I feel like I have a cluster of things I want to say in my head, but I'm just like, Bleh. <laughs> like I'm just kind of word-bombing. <laughs> um, I, th- but... I think you're doing great. <laughs> okay, thank you. I... <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just pulling into parts of myself that I don't necessarily like feel comfortable even like talking to like some of the closest people around me like about or just like like when I was writing Mother of Red Light and I was trying to evoke just like the sense of dread and the sense of like um just hopelessness I guess like that the character feels on that back half of the album and like It's like, I don't necessarily have that in my life or anything. So it's like, how do I create this? Um, And how do I actually feel these feelings that I'm trying to capture? And how do I, you know, just like, how am I going to channel all of this? And like, I started like dabbling a little bit with like chaos magic and like chaos, like that theory of just like channeling into like these certain aspects of like people or, um, just like the feelings you're trying to get into like temporary, just like temporary purpose to drive into like my art. And I'm not super well learned into that theory and anything, but it's interesting for like writing and stuff because it's like, I don't want anything to ever feel like it's inauthentic. And I don't want to try to completely write about things that I don't feel like I don't understand. But there is a lot of topics I want to talk about that I don't have any experience with and that I don't necessarily understand from a firsthand perspective, nor do I want to like go out and like fucking just like, you know, there's like a lot of like, I'm not going to go down and like start a cult and like, you know, (laughs) like do like stuff like that. But it's like, I want to try to capture like, what would that feel like to literally think you're God and then to also have this person in, like have another person side of you like a conscious and just like how am I gonna how, how does someone handle that and it's such a weird specific feeling but then it's just like okay I did a ton of research on like cult leaders and like constantly listened to like podcasts and watched tons of documentaries and just tried to like really get in this headspace of like what do you like what and how do these people think because there is something like lacking there that there's like a complete I guess just like a complete separation of consciousness of just like knowing right from wrong and it's all self-serving and it's all like to further your own um, personal agenda of how you think the world should run and how you like and you know just like all of that and it's just like I try to completely submerge myself in that and it sucks it's not a good feeling (laughs) like just kind of like poisoning your head with just like these super heavy topics but it gets to a point though where it's just like I can sit and I can write and the stuff that's coming out of me like isn't necessarily like it 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 feels a lot easier to write when I feel like complete garbage I guess (laughs) like and I'm just like (laughs) I'm learning and trying to channel like these horrible people like the fucking like Jim Joneses or like the David Berg's or like all these like horrible horrible like cult leader like people who have just like manipulated people and then like trying to write <laughs> from that perspective of just like pure manipulation and gluttony basically like gluttony of power and like it's such an opposite of myself I guess and it's just fascinating
0: yeah it is and it. what what is it that compels you to go so deep in these these areas what what it's like what is the allure to really immerse yourself in in into these personality types and sort of what they represent and what what they're striving for um and then you, you said that it's about feeling like garbage in order to 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 write like i i'm trying to i'm trying to connect the dots in terms of it almost seems like there's like a compartmentalization in your approach where where you have this awareness of like the darkness but you're 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 some for some reason you're 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 drawn to it and super intrigued by it which i think is a very normal thing because you know it it is fascinating to kind of look at these types of characters or these types of people who have these very particular traits based on you know I mean well a a number of things right I mean you can go down that rabbit hole of just like the psychology of it all Mm -hmm. is there anything specific that you can talk about that that makes you or that kind of draws you towards these types of themes, you know, you've, you've you've mentioned sort of like this idea of God or, or this, this idea of of people thinking that they're a God. Mm -hmm. What, what can you talk about in terms of your take on the position of someone who, who thinks they're God? I,
1: I just think it's like, it's a, there's just like a hunger. I feel like with a lot of, especially like those like cult leaders and everything of just, there's a drive for power and whatever power means to them, but it's just having like this full control of the scope of your world and everything. And obviously like, just given how like the world in general works, it's like, you're not meant to really have control. There's a aspect of chaos there's an aspect of randomness um things that you can't really like predict and things that you know you kind of have to like adjust to i guess and what was i i felt like the draw with them was like i've I've never been one that I, i i don't see myself um as someone who is very like power hungry or like is controlling or anything like that so like it was fascinating to me to read about and like I I feel like the draw to that is just like I feel so like different with that like I love collaborating I love taking people like I love learning from people and um, like in music uh, in particular it's like I've had so many projects or I've jammed with so many bands or like different people. and like, it's like every time I go and play with someone, it's like, I want to take like a little piece of them of like how they play or like different like nuance or whatever. And it's like, there's so many different aspects of writing and everything that I feel like I approach that I've gained like through the almost 20 years I've been playing music or whatever. And the, aspect of like cult leaders and just like um if I even wanted to go farther back it was like one of my old old bands did like another kind of concept album called Channels and we just wrote from the perspective of like like I wrote from a cult leader perspective and then I wrote a song from Albert Fish's perspective and was just trying to like write it in a way that isn't glorifying those ideologies but Mm. telling and kind of like bringing the perspective of what those people see and think. And it's not like, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to like write about anything in a way that is like disrespectful or tasteless, I guess. Like, um, I, I, I just <laughs> feel like, um, and, and I feel like, especially with us having the band name meth and everything too it's like a lot of people are like oh you should make shirts that say like i do meth and it's like i'm never gonna do that in my life like ever (laughs) like i i would it's like i'm not gonna touch on that because like that's an actual like problem it's a substance people struggle with people die from people like and it, it it evokes a lot of just um split emotions especially on the name
0: what made you choose the name meth for the band
1: honestly like when I first started the project I did not see it going anywhere and I was kind of just being like I was like what's something that feels dark and might alienate people (laughs) like uh because I was just being like a dumbass like 23 24 year old and I was like yeah I'll roll with this and then write like grindcore music and stuff and then um (laughs) like um as as it progressed and everything um we had definitely like talked about changing the name but then I was just kind of like no I kind of want to stick with it because I like that there are people who won't listen to our band because of the band name uh, alone and it's mm-hmm. like it's like I like that it evokes that in them it's like it's like the heel versus face wrestler where it's like you want <laughs> you want a reaction out of people you don't want just like a lukewarm like just like an oh okay, that's a band name, like, oh, that's this band or like whatever. It's like people see that and then it kind of like you know, it, it makes you think about something where like there's definitely people who are like, oh that's like a cool band name and I've definitely had people like just be like that's like the fucking dumbest band name ever and I'm like, you're both right. Like I, I it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> like uh form your own opinion on it please. Um but right.
0: um well I think it definitely successfully sets up sort of what to maybe expect even if you don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. once you press play you're you're kind of immediately drawn into this world that you've very articulately kind of outlined for the listeners just in terms of your your approach to creating this type of world and sort of what's being expressed through it you said that you well we talked about already that you are working on LP2 let's let's talk about that a little bit Um, sort of where are you guys with the making of it and what are your plans um for its release
1: so we're practically done i just have to do vocals on one song uh we were supposed to be done <laughs> like a week and a half ago and <laughs> i went in to record.
0: where are you recording it
1: uh we're recording right now with um just zach our guitarist um he's tracking everything and then we're sending it out uh to colin marston um and he's gonna mix it and uh yeah, he did, like, Wreck and Reference, No Youth. Um, he's, done a, he's done a bunch of stuff. Um, and, like, our guitarist, like, he's, like, one of his favorite guitar players. He's in a – God, why can't I – I'm on the spot right now, so I can't think of, like, the band. Uh, Kralis, that's what it is, if you know that band. Nice. Um, but I'm not
0: familiar, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, just, like, really cool, like, black metal adjacent, um, just – blasts and just chaos but um (laughs) like yeah we're basically done i just blew out my voice (laughs) like while we were recording (laughs) so i was like fuck we gotta wait like another week but um it should be we should be done by the end of this week actually so i'm super stoked it's very different from the last record
0: is it different thematically or is it different sonically or how is it different
1: both there's a lot more um there's a lot more texture and atmosphere i feel like and it's weirdly like it's a lot heavier but then it's also like still kind of strives away from feeling like you know like we're just getting like we're turning into like a deathcore band or something like. Um, But it's weird, because it's, like, I've never really personally dabbled in, like, that deep into metal, and it's, like, I feel, like, vocally for me, I pushed a lot of limits for myself, where it's, like, there's so many parts of this record where it sounds like there's, like, five, six different vocalists going at once, or, like, there's so many, like, vocal layers, or, like, I'm doing a lot more lows, and I'm doing a lot more, like, kind of clean yelling stuff but it all ties in a lot more and it's like all the songs are a lot longer it just feels more like flushed out and like I don't know it feels more like I guess if like I always like to try to think when I'm writing like records and stuff like Like, I treat it as if, like, I was, like, writing, like, a movie or, like, how, like, the record Hmm. needs to feel like it's its own piece of work and not just, like, a collection of songs. But, like, from point A to point Z or whatever, like, from the beginning to the end of the album, it's, like, how is this going to flow? And, like, thematically, like, where does it, you know, like, does it paint the story in the picture that i want it to paint or is it going to evoke that in people are they going to feel what i'm feeling as i'm like writing this and like more often than not i feel like I mean, it's not going to be the case people are going to make their own interpretations of it but it's like um i i feel like this is our most cohesive piece of work by a lot really excited about it and it's equally it's definitely not story driven like the other two like i didn't write a concept album i was so burnt out on trying to write a concept album again but um <laughs> this one i just kind of like try to tap into it's a lot of like my personal like just personal like suppression and emotions and just like issues of like compulsion and like um just not really have like you know just like you have all these areas in you and like i was diagnosed as um a bipolar like right around when Mm. the pandemic was happening and um i've been Mm -hmm. getting kind of adjusted to the inner workings of that and just like really kind of analyzing a lot and it was like the virgin mother record talked a lot A lot about that and then this one it kind of pairs with it a little bit like it thematically but this one like I I felt like with meth it was like I really needed to tap into issues and just like tendencies or ways I react to things or like that I might not necessarily be happy about or areas that I feel like I need to grow and get better in and actually like tapping into those and writing about them and kind of making myself feel like really uncomfortable with the topics that I'm writing about and it's still very metaphorical throughout the record but it it's just like like I don't know I I, I just always feel like I have to put myself through the ringer <laughs> like when we're writing like <laughs> these records and um, there's just like a place of authenticity I feel like it needs to come from and I also feel like that kind of answers a little bit too of like when you're asking why it felt why I felt the need to get so submerged into the topics of conversation and it's just like it just comes from a place of like I want it to feel authentic and I want to I don't want to just like put shit to paper that I don't feel like I could back up or like at least like talk about or just like Oh, like I don't know. I thought it'd be cool if like I just like wrote about like doing a bunch of drugs, and I've never done drugs in my life, or something, or like so, like (laughs) you know, or just something weird like that. And like it's a very surface level topic, but like I don't know. It's just just the ideas of like method acting, I guess, and then applying that to music and applying that to just the writing aspect. Because even like the performance aspects of it too. It's like how I am live with meth is almost completely different than how i am with virgin mother where it's like virgin mother is more of like how i am on a day-to-day like us just talking like this and like how i perform and it's a lot more casual whereas like it's like i feel like i have to set myself up and get into a headspace and just kind of like drain the life out of myself before we even go up there and then just kind of find it when i'm up there and then just evoke that through performance
0: I think I think everything you just touched on well for one um, you know I think that's really courageous of you um, to arrive to this point where you are recognizing sort of the I guess it would be I guess you could say readiness to kind of not confront but to allow yourself to become vulnerable in that way where I feel like you know even in the earlier days of meth or the earlier records where you've kind of touched on these themes of they're more metaphorical and you've really kind of painted this picture and how you approach them and how you sort of structure these themes. It sounds like for LP two, you're ready to, you're almost ready to kind of cast this. I mean, of course you're writing metaphorically to a degree, mm-hmm. but just the fact that you're even acknowledging that you're kind of at this point now, from a creative standpoint, and from a personal standpoint, and an artistic standpoint, you're you're ready to kind of approach it differently and sort of acknowledge this kind of directness to to sort of your your internal, like like the personal you, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> you were saying that meth, you kind of I wouldn't say you take on a persona, but it is a particular headspace that you feel the need that you need to get in in order to kind of um just just perform the way you want to perform within that band versus virgin mother where you're more just like kind of here and it's more casual of course it's still an expression Mm -hmm. and it's still super creative but it's just a different headspace and i talk a lot about headspace when it comes to my band um because we're very similar in that regard when when you know when we're at a show and we're about to play a set, we're very much um, in that kind of we have our own process in terms of getting into that particular headspace mm-hmm. in order to do that, right? Um, but anyway, like I, I think it's really cool of you and I, I appreciate you sharing too um, that that personal bit of your your journey and mm-hmm. um, you know how that's kind of affecting how you're gonna operate going forward with. The new album it's kind of cool it, it really actually gives a lot more context in terms of where your approach was coming from initially and then sort of where you've arrived to at this point you've kind of whether you meant to or not you've kind of bracketed this whole creative process of your uh your approach um i, I love it it's great
1: i don't know th- no, i mean thank you for giving me a place to talk about it I mean it's yeah I never really get to talk about stuff like this either so it's like it's weird for me a little bit but it's it's kind of yeah a, it's a breath of fresh air though too like I don't know it's been a point of uh I mean to go back to all of it it's just like I'm just trying to like vocalize and like be a little bit more open <laughs> so it's nice to yeah it's it's to. scary
0: yeah it's yeah
1: yeah it's not a I don't, I don't, I mean, it's not meant to be like fun or anything, but like, um, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I definitely feel like I'm not like leaking at the seams like all the time, just like suppressing <laughs> like whatever the hell. Um, like I, like I used to, like I used to never
0: talk about anything. That's what's so powerful about music and, and for, for people like us to be privileged enough, mm-hmm. enough to be able to, to, to create it, to play it, to perform it, um, to share it with, with like-minded people or people who, who get a similar thing from it. It's, it's really powerful, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think my own personal relationship with it uh, in a similar sense, it too gives me a channel or a, a platform or an opportunity to, to kind of express these things that really can't be casually articulated or, or, or communicated with just like, you know, a fellow human. It's like, it has to come in a different form in order to express it the way you want to. And, um, you know, the catharsis that comes with it, obviously super powerful. It's really cool, man. I I really do appreciate your, um, you know, your, your, your sharing of of that process and that element, this, this more recent sort of development and how you're approaching it um you know it, I think it really it helps me I think it'll help a lot of the listeners and the people who who listen to meth and and also virgin Mother and if you haven't listened to Virgin Mother yet, you absolutely should um the record is it's fucking awesome <laughs> it's just <laughs> oh, it's, it's yeah, you know i mean both bands are obviously fantastic and i'm I'm so happy uh that we've been able to, to share floors and stages together uh, in the past and we'll be doing it again this year, which is also super cool as well. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to, to see you guys in Chicago at ZBR. Yeah, no, that's going to be super fun.
1: It's going to be so sick.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm so stoked it's been a long like time coming. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, man, I feel like I, I, I'm, we're so looking forward to being a part of that. And, um, there's obviously going to be a lot of familiar faces and a lot of new faces and, you know, super stoked on that. And it'll be, it'll be great to, to hang out and see you in person as well so in addition in addition to zbr i was going to ask you you know what what what's ahead for you what's what's ahead this coming year i, I know that we touched on the making and finishing of the new meth lp mm-hmm. can you give the listeners sort of a sense of of what what they can expect in 2023
1: so with Meth in particular um we're kind of Finally, starting to spike back up a little bit into touring a little bit more. I mean, we're in this weird in between of uh, finishing this record and then obviously promoting the record through um, touring and everything. So, we're going to be doing some like casual runs. Um, I know West Coast for us is a big priority because we've only ever been over there once. Yeah, it's just we have a couple like regional things coming up. Uh, We have like a small. Midwest run that we can't announce yet, but I'm really stoked to announce it's with a really cool, uh, MySpace era grind band. So I'm very, uh, <laughs> very excited to tap into that, uh, part of, uh, like my high school me would be like, would probably punch myself in the face, uh, out of excitement <laughs> about that. Uh, but Amazing. Um, yeah, like we're, we're just slowly picking up the pieces. Um, we do have, um, we have some music, I don't know if the record's coming out this year or next year, but it'd either be, like, end of this year, early next year, probably, for LP2. But we have some stuff that we're working on to kind of bridge that gap because we haven't released any music in, like, four years, I think, almost. Yeah, since
0: 2019, I think, right? Yeah. The, um, The last LP came out.
1: Yeah, so we're trying to get some new stuff up there and, you know, just kind of start laying the foundation and building up to... LP2, and uh, there's some surprises and stuff we have planned um, that um, I'm excited about. And then Virgin Mother, uh, just playing a lot locally, just kind of trying to build that band up uh, as well. But, you know, just kind of playing when we can and just being really meticulous with how we, (laughs) like, kind of plan uh, and just making sure everything is, uh, like... Where and what we need it to be, but uh, we definitely uh, we definitely do plan to at least hit up most of the states like between this year and next year. Nice. We
0: can so <laughs> venture. <laughs> Sounds like the future is bright.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, there's some light at the end of the tunnel because we've just been cooped up.
0: Yeah, yeah it's it's time it's time to break out and just fuck shit up.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to just fucking. Piss everywhere and it's gonna be great.
0: If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, please subscribe and share this on social media. You can also make a donation, buy a t-shirt, or send me a note on Instagram at Microspy Music. Thanks for listening.